Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York, Six Weeks to Fitness podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Welcome to Six Weeks of Fitness, episode 177. I'm your host, Vince Ferguson. And joining me today on my Six Weeks of Fitness program is actor, comedian, composer, singer, impressionist, voiceover artist, Steven Sorrentino. He has appeared on the Las Vegas Strip and has toured well over 25 countries and 43 states. Steven's long resume has included television, film, and Broadway shows. He has worked with numerous celebrities such as Patti LaBelle, Dennis Miller, Dana Carvey, and the legendary Debbie Reynolds. And here today to discuss the keys to longevity in the entertainment business and his career is Steven Sorrentino. Steven, how are you, bro? I'm doing well, man. How are you? You look great, man. I'm doing well. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, brother. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> now, here at Six Weeks to Fitness, I usually interview fitness nutrition experts, athletes, some doctors, and celebrities, and we talk about the importance of living a healthy lifestyle. And that has got to be very important to you. It absolutely is. I mean, if you want to, your brain wants to do a lot of stuff, you know, creativity-wise. So you want to do it as long as possible. And if you don't take care of yourself, you get a short run. I don't want to burn bright and short. I want to burn bright for a very long time. So it's all part of it. Oh, very well, very well said. Now, yeah. I, interviewed, I interviewed Denise Boutet, Jasper Cole, um, Kim Coles, and they all talk about the importance of, of health because they've been in the business a long time, like you. How, yeah. long have, how long have you been in the entertainment business? I started when I was five years old, when I was a little boy, but I've been making a living at it like full time for 46 years then. So I'm lucky. That's, that's a blessing. That's, that's huge. But now yeah. you also celebrated a birthday this week. All right, let's not get crazy now. <laughs> <laughs> In my research, yeah, I, baby. <laughs> I, turned, I turned 61. Yeah. What? What? That's beautiful. Yeah. But isn't that <laughs> wonderful? You don't have to feel that way, but you feel great. You look great. Because age yeah. is it's just a number. It's just a number. And if you're, especially if you're creative and you want to keep well, you have to always think young. My brain always thinks nine years old, so I could be free and create and be funny and be uh, interesting, at least on age. So if you think old, you're, you're done, man. So you have to continue to just stay vibrant, eat the right foods, exercise as much as you can, and stay, um, stay engaged with people. You know, Don't just know what you know. Learn every day. That's the most important thing. Learn every day. There's something to learn every day. I hope so. And you know what? And the people that stop learning, I usually find that they kind of just go down the pike and you don't see them anymore. So hmm. I, I don't. And the older I get, I don't know if you're the same way, the more I don't know. Because I used to know everything when I was 18 and now I'm 61. I don't know yes, nothing. Exactly. The more you know, the more you don't know. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's amazing. But now, where did it all begin for you, Stephen? Where did you grow up? And uh, what was your childhood like? I, I, I had a weird childhood because I was in a, a third-generation show business family. My grandfather was kind of like a Ricky Ricardo type. He had his own club. And then he would perform after dinner with my mother and my father playing saxophone. My mother was a singer. So I kind of grew up in a, in a box backstage type of a thing. Um, 
it was a good family life in Long Island, New York. And uh, the weekends, my parents were performing all the time. Sometimes they'd take me. And then by the time I was like five or six years old, my grandfather would give me the big finger, which meant I needed to come up and I'd sit on his knee and I'd sing a song with him, which was frightening for me. But who knew I would make a living at it? Exactly. And then at 15, I, I, the bug hit me, man. I, you know, I had PA system set up and I, had, I played guitar, sax, flute, piano, and I just wanted a band. And I, you know, I got a record deal by the time I was 26 and I was hitting it. Stayed in, you know, I love it every day, every part of it. I love it. So that's me. And then I toured around the world. I got to meet all these beautiful people, eat all these great foods, yeah. learn about yeah. nutrition, learn about exercise for chi from Chinese people, meditation. You know, it's a beautiful life if you go out there and you look for it, you know? Yes. The more I speak to people like yourself who've been in the business a long time, they talk about meditation, you know, and believing yeah. in yourself. And that's so important. Yeah. You have to listen to yourself. You have to listen to your heart and what your body's telling you. Listen to what your creativity is telling you. That's the only way to channel your stuff, you know? So mind and body is, and spirit is all we have. And we put it all together and we make a living at it and we, we, we touch other people and, and yes. uh, we educate them sometimes. And they say, gee, you're 61 and you're running around like you're 20. I'm like, I, I know because I keep at it. You know, I keep, I'm a vegetarian. I'm a good boy. You know, I do all oh, <laughs> like, a, there you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I don't drink booze anymore. I did for a long time. I don't touch any drugs or anything like that. So I'm a natural guy, you know? Wow. That's amazing. Now yeah. you wear so many hats, you know, and again, you're vibrant, you're comedian, you're singer, composer, actor, everything. But if you only, if you could only choose one hat to wear, what would it be? Uh, that's a you're gonna give me that question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think the spice of life is all the different things. I I, gee, I you know I don't think I've ever been told. Uh, I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say actor. Really? really? Yeah, because I think you get to be in as many people as you want to be, and you get to channel all the other personalities that are in you, and then bring them out. It's almost like Halloween every day. So you get you get to wear any mask you want. You pull it out, you play the character, and you put it away. So, but I'm like that with all my stuff, with my comedy, with my comp my composition. Um, I, even when I produce a show, the way I design lights and stuff, I just I have to take different ideas. The way I do with nutrition and with and the way I eat, take everybody else's ideas and bring them and make my own. You know. Yes, yes. Like a Is that a long answer? What? <laughs> no, but, it, but it, ma it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Now, to be the person you are today, obviously, you had to go through, you learned a lot, you met a lot of people. Who were the most impactful in your life? Who made you who you are today, Steve? Oh, gee, you know what? I'm going to bring it all the way down to my sixth grade teacher. I know it sounds uh, unexceptional. I could say Debbie Reynolds or something like that or Patti LaBelle. Yeah. But there was a person when I was in sixth grade that was a hippie back in the day he had long hair and a beard and that was very unlike you know the school district and this guy just said the first day he goes you guys want to do a class or you want to go outside because it's beautiful and just just talk and he cared and he listened to us and from that moment it was like a class of it was like a camp it's almost like a hippie thing it felt so good that somebody cared and we all got to know each other it wasn't a lesson it was a, a lesson in life it wasn't a, a book lesson and I'll never forget him. Uh, so he touched my life. And I'm going to say, Patty, not, not to be stupid, but um, Debbie Reynolds also. I learned so much from being positive about everything. Even when negative stuff was happening, I'd say it in a positive way. I don't want to do that <laughs> with a smile. So, you know, so I think being positive um, 
gleaning something from the people that you meet, especially on stage like George Carlin, hanging out with George Carlin and talking to him, Jerry Lewis. I mean, these are people that affected me as a kid and then seeing what they're like in real life. So uh, another person, uh, Leslie Jordan, I don't know if you know the actor, he was on Will and Grace, he's a little gay dude. Um, I read his book and I stopped drinking because I read his book and it touched me somehow. And I called him, we had a mutual friend. Uh, He said, uh, uh, I said, how's that non-drinking thing? Because I used to like my wine and it was affecting me at one point. And and I said, how's the non-drinking thing happening? He goes, well, I I won an Emmy. I said, well, I won an Emmy. He goes, then quit. And he made it so simple. And I went, yeah. And so I called him every day for 30 days just to say how I was doing. And I never had another drink. That was like 13 years ago. I never touched the booze again. So those are the people that touch you. You'll never forget them. Most definitely. Oh, that's amazing. And you mentioned Patti LaBelle. What was that experience like? Oh, my God. I mean, that's the queen. Um, I got called because she was having some problems as a comedian. She's having some vocal problems. So they said, would you come in and do a long, long I'm like, for who? And they said, Patti LaBelle. And I'm like, we, I'm going to sing in front of Patti LaBelle, you know? <laughs> so I went there and uh, I got the job because my, my comedy is a lot of singing impressions. I do like Sammy Davis and all that stuff. So I sing yeah, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm looking, she walks in and there's Miss Patty with the entourage. And I'm like, oh my, and I started getting weird, you know, because it's Patti LaBelle. And I'm looking at the microphone and I said, okay, I can't do this because that's Patti LaBelle. She's, I'm going to flip out. I'm going to pass out. I'm going to throw up. Whatever's going to happen. And then I just went through this little process that we all do when we try to take care of ourselves. I said, I looked at the stage and I looked at Patty and I miss Patty. I said, the microphone, I know a microphone. There's a stage, there's a monitor, that's an audience. I'm familiar with all of that. I'm just going to do it. And I went out and I killed. And on the way out, I introduced her. She grabbed my shoulder with her beautiful nails and she goes, you're with me forever. Really? She said that, yeah. And, and that just got the chills talking about it because I just believed in myself at that moment. I put all the crap aside and all the negativity that what could happen and just said, yeah, I'm doing this. And I did 69 dates over the years with Miss Patty. So it's just wonderful. How many dates, 69? 69 dates, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, probably all together in Las Vegas for many, many times. And then a, a couple of road dates. I was there for her 60th birthday, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been around, man. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you've been around, but also you really mixed it up with these people too, which is great, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure yeah. they speak highly yeah. of you as well. So that's amazing. You, uh, you get, you know what? If you're smart, you, you get a lot from people. You don't just try to be, you know, tell them who you are, but you listen. That's the, the biggest thing I ever could tell young people because I mentor young people in the arts and I teach in China as well. I mean, I'm a little nuts with that. I just tell them to listen. Because if you listen, you're going to hear everybody's story. You put it into your own little mix master, you make it, and then it becomes your story, you know? But listen, if we listen, we hear a lot, you know? I think the problem for a lot of us today is that we don't listen, right? We want to talk about what we know, who we are, instead of listening yeah. to what someone else knows. It might yeah. help us to become better than what we are today. You know what? I, I, I don't know you very long, but I, get, I bet you I got months of stuff to learn from you. You know what I mean? And people don't take the time to listen, especially when it comes to age to people. Oh, he's old. Well, people, some young people say, what song does that? Oh, I wasn't even born when that was written. Well, the world didn't start when you were born. I don't know if you got the memo. Thank you. Thank you. It's so, it's so true, man. But a young person yeah. like that, ah, it's kind of fun. But that's fun. I want to talk to you briefly about a movie. I just saw this movie and you're in it. And it's called A Tale of Redemption and Regret. 
It was hilarious. But tell my my viewers about it. Well, it's you know, I got this script. I was in Las Vegas and then COVID happened. So I moved back. I have a farm in the East Coast in Virginia. And I just went to the farm just to be safe. There's not going to be any work. And I saw this young guy sent me a script and said, look, I saw you perform a long time ago. I want you to do this character. So I'm like, all right. I read the script and I loved it. It was a mafia guy that was down on his luck. It was like, you know, he wasn't going to win at the end. He's actually kind of a loser. And I I had a lot of empathy for him because he's past his prime. The 80s are over and he's still trying to do the same thing, which is the mistake we all make. You have to roll and change and evolve. Well, he can't. And I loved it. So I called him up and I said, if I give this guy a real heart, I'll play the thing. And he did. So I produced the movie. I starred in it. And I also wrote the music for it. And it's just a really great romp of this. It's comedy, but it's dark comedy because he's kind of a murderer, but he's funny. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, you mix it all. <laughs> yeah, you can see it on YouTube. It's also just one uh, today, uh, last night, I should say. We won um, uh, the London Short Film Festival, uh, the London Film Festival, and we won three other ones last week. So this movie is, it's touching on something. I think all of us, as we get older, want to stay relevant. Yeah. <laughs> and some of us that can't, we see that. And this is touching on, it's called A Tale of Redemption and Regret with Sunny the Heat. See, Sunny it's, the a, heat. it's a fun movie. It really yeah, is. I'm Sonny Heat. Yes, it really, it really, truly is, man. And uh, you, like you said, you co-produced it. Um, now, also in the theme was about, as you said, getting older. Yeah. Who does Steven Sorrentino worry about getting older? Of course. You know, you want to stay relevant. And like last night, I'm on stage and I'm playing the piano and the crowd is rocking. You know, we're doing shows here in Las Vegas. And I said to myself, do I want to stand on the piano bench and jump off? Well, at 30, that was easy. But at 61, I'll blow a hip, you know? (laughs) I did it because I did my running yesterday and I feel good. But what happens if? So you start getting that self-doubt thing and you try to talk yourself out of it if you stay in shape. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. That's why being healthy is so important, right? So you got, man. (laughs) I know. But do you think acting today is more of a young man's game? Or does it make a difference? No, I think acting, I think it, well, the thing is, here's the way I look at it. At 22, there's 9,000 other guys that want the job and that could do it because they're good looking and they want it badly. At 45, there's 500 guys because they want it pretty much. But at 60, there's only four guys. I'm going to get the part. (laughs) (laughs) Great way of looking at it. Less competition, you're saying, huh? (laughs) That's right. Yeah, well, the thing is, I'm a character actor, so I'm not going to be the leading man anymore. That ship sailed in the 70s or the 80s. So for me, I'd love to play older. I mean, to get into an old character and to play someone maybe from Ireland or something, and you really can get yourself all crazy. You know, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. You know, as long as I can pop out of it and run around the room a little bit, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Very, very funny, man. But now, yeah. what advice would you give a young actor? Because you said you mentor actors, right? Young actors. What advice would you give them if they want yeah. to get into the business? Well, this, this movie kind of went to the roof at all the film festivals worldwide. So I'm getting a multitude of people reaching out to me saying, help me. So I can't help everybody, but I, I, the first thing I said is, you want to be an actor? Do you want to be famous? And if the, the answer is, I want to be a star, I want to be famous, 
then I can't help you. But if you want to learn the craft and get famous because you're awesome, I can help you with that. You know what I mean? So learn the craft. Don't just want to be, anybody can be famous taking a picture of their hiney on Instagram and putting it out and everybody looks at it. Yeah. But to have a career like me for 46 years of getting paid, having homes around America, touring the world, it's really seeing the world on other people's time because of the business. That's a real gift, man. So you have to put your work in, you know, as a musician, as an artist, as a comedian, as whatever it is that you do, put it all in and don't. And this may sound weird to you. I don't have a B plan. I never did. I don't have a backup plan because if I have a backup plan, then I'm telling the universe or whatever I believe in that it may not work out. So my thing has always been a plan and it always worked out. Do you recommend that for most people? I do. I have to. I, you, when you say I have a B, I'm going to have something to fall back on. You already fell back because you just said that you don't believe that it's going to work out for you. So I don't have a plumber thing or, a, you know, I did jobs when I was a kid but I'm going to be an actor, comedian, composer until the minute I die. And that's the way it's going to be. Cause I said, so, you know what I mean? It sounds arrogant, but it's your, it's like the world, the universe is a restaurant. You got to tell the waiter what you want, tell them exactly what you want, but you also have, you have to have the patience to wait for it and do the work, you know, tell them what you want, like working on your body, working on your nutrition, be prepared. And then it will come to you. It, it's guaranteed. But if you, say, oh, it's not coming and going somewhere else, then you're not there for the food. And they show it, show up with the hamburger for you and you're not there to eat it. So <laughs> stick with it, know your stuff, take care of yourself and it all will come to you. That's what I tell my young people. That sounds great, man. That's great advice. But now what are the keys in your opinion to longevity in the entertainment business? I say entertainment business because you're more than just an actor. Okay, so yeah. what's the keys to longevity? Uh, evolve. Learn that you're, you know, your body when you're 21, you could do certain weights, you could do certain fitness, but when you're 55, you're not going to do the same exercises. It's the same with the arts. You have to evolve. At 21, I looked at good, I had tight jeans on, long hair. You can't play that guy when you're 40. So you have to change and evolve and roll with the punches and roll with what life brings you. I, I uh, embrace the fact that I'm not 21. I'm glad because now I'm playing this guy, the older mafia guy. I'll be doing a play this summer in New York City. Um, um, I forget the name of it right now because it's early here. Um, uh, it could be worse, it's called. And I'm playing an Italian guy and his daughter comes and she's got a girlfriend and his whole, but it's two hours of nonstop, like manic energy. And I'll be able to do it because that guy, I, I took care of myself. So maybe he didn't take care of himself for the story, yes. but for me to play him, I have to have taken care of myself, no drinking, no meat for me, no booze, you know, no anything, just rest, exercise. So those are the keys, evolving, not drinking, not abusing your body, proper nutrition, okay? When did you, when did you become a vegetarian? Oh my God, about 10 years ago, I'm an animal rights activist and I didn't like meat as it was, uh, the concept of it. And when I stopped eating red meat and uh, pork, I felt better. And then I just said, you know what? One day a week, I'm going to become no, no meat at all. And eventually it just went away. I just, I felt better and better. So I take protein shake. Sometimes I have a lot of nuts and, and I know the nutrition wise, a lot of fruits. Um, yeah. You know, I try to eat right, man. Yeah, man. You're the vehicle, you know, you have to, yeah. we want our car to go somewhere. Yeah. So our brain is, is the map. 
and our body is the car. And if you don't put new tires on and take care of the oil and gas, it won't go anywhere. <laughs> it doesn't work, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, that's good wisdom. What about exercise now? What exercises do you do on a regular basis to keep you going? Well, putting around on stage every night helps because you sweat it out all the time. But I, I, I run three miles a day, three to six miles a day, uh, slow run because I'm older. So my hips are not what it used to be. Um, I do push-ups every day. If I can get to the gym twice a week and just do a whole uh, like a universal circuit, uh, I'm good. Nice. But sweat it out. Got to sweat every day. Nice. That's to me. That's, that's, that's good. That's good. Uh, good to hear that. And also good yeah. advice for other people to know that you, you have to move your body. Right. Have to. Yeah. You'll get as you get older too. Yes. You stop using it. You will lose it. Exactly. I agree. Now I saw a personal quote of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, I, I, I agree. I agree, man. When I was 20, 25, 30, I, 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 I could lift a lot of weight, right? I don't lift yeah. as much now. I just want to be healthy to me. Yeah, but you look, and fit. You, exactly. And you look good. So hello. <laughs> that's, yeah. the, that's the game. And you want to be around a long time. Right. Yeah. I want to play an 80 year old and in, in, in a play someday and I'll be 80. That's cool. Yeah. But, but you won't look 80. No, <laughs> I look 70. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. But now I read a, I read a personal quote of yours and it said, yeah. it said, I'm not afraid of dying. I'm afraid of living with no purpose. That was awesome. Yeah. Explain that to my listeners. Uh, I, you know, I said that as a mentor thing to a Chinese uh, medical student that he posted that somewhere. It became like this thing. I, I'm not afraid of dying. I mean, for me, living is the whole thing. Dying, I don't believe anything. Uh, I think it's a positive thing. Just move into the next thing. I just don't want to be on this planet and not touch another person, not change another person's life or leave a legacy, even if it's just a song or a, a performance that somebody said, gee, you really touched my heart or a song that somebody used for their wedding because it meant something. So I want to, we have a short time here relatively on this, in this world. And I think we should, our job is not to make money and to buy stuff and boast, but is to touch as many people positively as possible and change their lives. That's it. I don't want to live without purpose. That's my purpose. But that is so well put. You know? I, I didn't mean to be so profound, but it came out good. And when he posted it everywhere, I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like, this guy has a lot of wisdom to share. You know, he's really deep. <laughs> I'm the Dalai Lama. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Which is cool. Because someone yeah. needs to hear that, man. Yeah, that's someone cool. Needs- that's, my, that's my life. I mean, when people reach out to me. I, I do the best I can. A lot of people, I was in a film festival in India recently. Um, and all these Indian actors, young dude actors wanted to talk to me. And I'm getting like 13, 14 requests every day. Hey, can I speak to you? And I do the best I can. But at one point, I'm like, I can't, you know, t- take a number, so to speak. So yeah. I want to I give positive energy to anybody I can. You know, someday on a world platform if I can, you know, yeah. but we'll see. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, Isn't that our job? I think so. To give back and to help those around us. I, I believe that. When Isn't you that what around- you're doing? Yeah, but look what you're doing. You are. I believe, yes. And it feels good to do it, to share information. You bring on people like yourself who can also share uplifting and positive information, man. Yeah. You know? It's a beautiful yeah. thing. But now I also know that you are in a, a film that's coming out at the end of the year. It was directed by Victoria Rao. Yes. Young and Yes. 
Oh, young and restless that victoria's a like rock star you know yeah. uh first of all i was excited because i'm the only dude in the movie which is freaking awesome really? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> token. Um, i'm the token white dude which is fine with me equal time finally um uh, and she's a great director actually uh denise Boutet is in it also as well denise is in it. um yeah uh um blair underwood uh, bill bellamy and it's oh, yeah. a rich christmas and I play a small part, but I play an English butler. Very, very different. You know, I've got my, my glasses like, <laughs> you know, one of those guys. And I had played Annie. I played Drake in Annie, which is a butler uh, with Sally Struthers yes. uh, the year before. And Victoria saw a video of mine. She goes, you're, you're hired. And it was so cool. So it's called A Rich Christmas. It's a, you know, it's a Christmas time movie on BET. And look for me. Yeah. And Victoria's, again, you walk in the room, her positive energy fills the room. And you just get taken over by her. Yes, yeah, strong, strong woman director. So unique and, and great that we're starting to see more women, more people of color directing. It's wonderful. I'm, I'm inspired. Where do you see yourself, Steven Sorrentino? You've done so much, but where do you see yourself in the next five years? I'd like to have a, uh, a um, I'd like to have a regular show, like on a Netflix type of platform. Uh, maybe the sunny to heat thing. I don't know on whatever platform and just have a steady job on uh, television. And then on my off months, I'd love to tour a little bit to do my comedy and then have enough time to mentor and uh, teach young people. That's wow. it. That's it. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. That's okay. I got, you know, I, like I said, I got a lot of energy. So. <laughs> so how do you rest though? How do you take it down? I shut off. So it's, no people because anytime i'm around people i kind of some somewhat perform i don't know I, I can't really shut down so what i do is i i close everybody off i go away and i just rest i just i do nothing i try that a little meditation yeah. and can i be honest with you when i'm back in virginia on my ranch i mow the lawn you mow the lawn <laughs> for eight hours it's it's 13 acres of mowing because it's oh. a 50 acre estate Whoa. so i mow Whoa, really <laughs> Really? It's I can't it sounds stupid, but it's very zen, man. <laughs> very zen. Unbelievable. <laughs> zen mowing. I don't know what to tell you, but that has to yeah. Because you're such an outgoing person, and I would imagine that you're always around people, but for you, <laughs> get away from people. Yeah, I have to shut completely off. And I think, and somebody pointed this out, a psychologist friend of mine said, you're not an extrovert. You're an extrovert for a living, but you're actually an introvert. And I think he's right. So I do this, you know, Mr. Personality thing, but yes. my real person is a very quiet inside thing. So it's kind of strange. It is kind of strange, man. But how can my listeners and viewers find out more about Steven Sorrentino? You can go to stevensorrentino.com. It's Steven with a PH. You can go to my uh, Instagram follow. There's a lot of awards being posted on that, which is New York actor or steven.sorrentino. Or on Twitter, I'm S. Sorrentino. Easy. Amazing. Definitely easy. Yeah. But one more thing about uh, Tales of Redemption, right? And we yeah. It was only 14 minutes. It was very short. Yeah, yeah it's a short movie. Uh, we wanted to make an impact and show everybody what we could do. And now we're developing it as a series. Like I said, I want, it, I want that series. So we got 13 episodes written. And then we're going to start pitching it all over the world to whoever we're looking at, whoever gives us the most um, platform so we can see it. And you people can watch 
Sonny because he's a very interesting character. Most definitely. I wanted more, man. I wanted more. How it ended. I wanted more. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people say in the festivals that I went to in New York, they came up to me and said, we want more of Sonny. And I'm like, that's that's great. Thank you. You know? Yeah, well, thank you. You can identify with Sonny, man. You know? Yeah. Really good. Look, Steven Sorrentino, on behalf of Body Scope of New York, that's my nonprofit fitness program for kids, and Six Weeks of Fitness, I truly want to thank you for coming on my show. It's my pleasure. This has been a, a blessing. Thank you so much. To my listeners and viewers, I truly hope this program was informative, encouraging, and inspiring. That you will continue listening in and watching our Six Weeks of Fitness program. If you have any questions, comments for the show, please leave them. Below, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you don't stop exercising because you're getting old. You're getting old because you stop exercising.